So guys, welcome to episode 10 of the Humanity Jiu-Jitsu podcast. My guest today is a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu, black belt in Judo, and the head coach at Team Caveman, PGT Ireland and Gory. Hope I said Gory right. Is you said Gory, Gory there? correct. Yeah. I never heard anyone say it before. I didn't know if it was Gory or Gory or I don't know. Use the accent right. It's Gowry. Gowry. Okay. Gowry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so man, uh, do you want to tell everyone? I I know I just said it, but uh, where you where you're from and where you train, in case they want to get. I really should have planned the intro better. Uh, Where you're from and where you train, in case they want to get around with you sometimes and get spiked in their head by you. Um, So yeah, my name is Sean Davis. I'm the head coach down in um, Team K Man PGT in Gorey, so we would be in the CrossFit. Uh, we're in the upstairs part there. Um, yeah, um, I suppose I'll just tell you a wee bit about myself. Um, started training in 1989, bit of boxing because I was bullied and stuff. Um, after that, broke my leg in bits and couldn't box anymore, so got fat. Uh, went to college, started judo in 1999, and. Uh, started my jiu-jitsu in 2005 and yeah, got my judo black belt about 17 years ago and jiu-jitsu black belt a year and a half ago. Yeah, so like there's loads more fantastic details, but I'm sure we'll get into those as we get along. So yeah, there's a very short summary. <laughs> short and sweet. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, how long have uh, you been in uh, operation with a uh, team caveman? Like how long has your gym been open? Oh yeah, we we started down in um two two thousand or twenty twelve, yeah. Uh down in Gorey. And we started off originally I was part of a team in Wexford, a town called the Arena, under Pierre Bejan and all that. And even before that there was a team called uh, Total Submission Fighting. So uh people that would have been in that team at the time, uh Brian Moore and Levi Kyo and and those kind of guys and basically just we didn't really know what was going on at the time. We just beat the hell out of each other and try to learn from each other and yeah everyone's doing pretty well um so from there ah like i got got injured and like i tore my uh, acl uh, meniscus to pieces and uh, my first son was born and the times just didn't suit so i was like okay geez how am i gonna get this to work so i bought a, a, a cheap set of secondhand mats and rented a bit of space in a greenhouse and we started a team. Uh, and that the greenhouse of all places. That's oh, yeah. Really, that's environmental. Summer. The cardio was just amazing. You know, and so went down to Gory then later on that year. And yeah, we're there ever since. Fantastic setup. Um, nicest of people, to be honest. You know, we, we got kind of a setup where it's mostly based around our community kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There. So all, it's all families in what we rock up there so you have the judo team special needs judo teams you would have the jiu-jitsu teams everything uh we've kind of went away from the mma um just people don't like getting hit in the face as much as they used to so yeah that's that's where we are on that now mm-hmm. um and uh see one of the things i was uh looking into your profile a little bit and you're 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 constantly talking about uh how you te- how you don't just teach jujitsu and judo classes, you also teach like autism classes and help with like oh, yeah. special needs children. How'd you sort of get into that while we're on the topic? Yeah, cool man. Um look, um when I went to college first I did social care mm-hmm. and I got involved in Special Olympics and stuff and from there 
I went and done sports recreation and loved doing the sports and loved working with people with disabilities and judo, uh, jiu-jitsu were my passion. So why can't I put all this together? You know, and I found a, a like-minded man called James Mulroy, fantastic dude up in the Midlands. And he was starting to do the same kind of thing. And he was launching a, a course called Judo Assist. And I got in contact with him and went up and met him and done the course. And we set up um, tournaments, uh, friendship games and that, uh, fully inclusive. So you'd have the kind of higher level lads like myself and that beating each other up. And then you'd have guys uh, with autism, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, wouldn't matter. And we found everyone could benefit from Judo and Jiu Jitsu. You just have to adapt it to suit the, the needs, you know. And uh, just broke from there. And just uh, it's very similar in a lot of ways to occupational therapy with deep pressure and, and that and just sensation seeing. You know, it's, sometimes it's so relieving to get smacked off the ground. <laughs> you can get so much tension out, you know. And, and they love it. It's all wrestling based and, and that. So, yeah, that's, that's the, the long and short. But we have a couple of clubs around uh, the country. And... That's kind of one of the, my main areas of passion on it, you know. Okay, mm. I was in. I done a tour of the US there uh, this time last year, and it was one of the, the big things that came up was how to adapt um, teaching your jujitsu uh, to people with special needs, and we did it. We found that they have more skills than you think, and there's something absolutely amazing about watching two people who would use wheelchairs uh, having a judo match, and get out of the chairs down their stomachs and they can just pin each other you know so just by people having limits doesn't mean that they're they're defined by them you know so and that that Mm. can be inspiring to watch you know it's it's great yeah dude like uh jiu-jitsu is one of those arts like you can find a lot of workarounds and like ways to like make it work for you like i seen this one dude with no fucking arms uh in a competition match one time yeah yeah absolutely i was watching a one cat up in the, the Emerald uh, tournament there this year. Uh, I think it was in February. Uh, dude uh, had one leg and he he went to town. He he was awesome. You know, mm. uh, yeah, I, look, don't let things step in your way. My body is battered to bits. I think I've only got one limb that hasn't been shattered and had surgery at this point. <laughs> so just uh, <laughs> just uh, see what you can do. Adapt to what you can do, not what you can't. Sure. Funnily enough, I think uh, I heard this somewhere. Don't quote me, but like uh, uh, I heard the guy who like created and like sort of popularized the half guard was like yep. just this old fella who was like crippled to shit and he couldn't uh, he couldn't like close his legs around someone for a closed guard. So he just kind of made up like a half guard thing. He's like, OK, I'll just do this weird sort of guard. And he just he was getting like uh, what's it? He was getting sweeps off it. He's like, huh, maybe this is a good idea, actually. Yeah, look, man, uh, my legs are so uh, broken up, man. Uh, all these fancy burn bolos and stuff, my legs just don't work <laughs> to, do, to be able to maneuver around a person like that anymore, you know? Uh, <laughs> Delaheba is as fancy as my legs allow me at this point, you know? <laughs> fair, fair enough, my man. Oh, something I thought of just there, Um, you know when you just said uh, you went on a tour of the USA, right? Yeah. I doubt uh, when people hear you say that the first thing that comes to mind is a jiu-jitsu tour because you look like uh, an old-school rock star guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we call it the hitting with the ground tour, you know. <laughs> uh, we had uh, we're, we're planning on getting T-shirts and all, and Jason Darty's the guy that, that brought me over. Uh, this was going full whack, you know. They were kind of they were modeling the T-shirts off old Guns N' Roses type T-shirts, you know. 
Oh my god! <laughs> it, was, it was great. We did um, was it nine seminars in three states in nine days? God damn! Yeah, yeah, we got around and a lot of food and you know just a, just a great fun. It was Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. My, so it was deep south. Oh hell yeah, boy! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't, I won't, I won't take the piss now. But they were very <laughs> great guys. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure they can automatic take it. weapons. Oh, dude, how fun was that? Uh, it was insane, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, just the, the recoil and the kick off those things. Scary. <laughs> Goddamn, man. With their houses, like. Oh, boy. That's, but I would uh... like to go back and shoot them again, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I want, I want to go shoot something. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell, of a, hell of a good crack. Just make sure it's not alive. <laughs> what if it's a zombie and it's only half alive? Well, a half-life is a different thing. You know, maybe get a wraith or a, you know, skeleton or some kind of skeleton soldier and say, oh, it's coming um, right for me. And yeah, oh. Where's the distinction about ghouls? Like, uh, and how would you even kill it? Would you put, like, the bullet in holy water or some shit? I know. I, I try to get a, a kind of like a silverish type thing, you know? Ah, See, silver like, bullet. Spread and blow its head clear off. It, it should die at that point, depending on how it's reanimated. So. I'd say um like a silver bayonet or maybe just dip the bayonet in uh holy water like I said um would be yeah. the better idea in that that instance just in my opinion. No no that's a good one that's a good one you know see considering it's a family show you know so you could get some kind of alternative for water balloons and uh, throw holy water at them. Mm, yeah let's not get into the yeah, let's yeah. not let's not even talk about the lycanthropes either let's fuck that oh, shit. no no let's let's leave those there will that be a separate conversation with that yeah that, that that's for another day fucking i think I they're, they're all thinking we don't, have, we don't have time for lycans <laughs> yes, werebears and werewolves and shit we don't have time for that shit <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, um do you have any advice for new people when they're first starting off like what's the first technique or lesson you'd sort of instill in your beginners uh class now the, the first thing we always do, and it's the most important, is learn how to fall. Huh? Uh, mm. Learn how to do your break falls or your kazushi, because uh, if you're in judo, you're going to get trolled. You know, and you have to be able to get back up every time. And mm. I think it's a bit of a life lesson. Uh, you know, no matter how hard you hit the ground, you just dust yourself off, get up and go again. But the same with jujitsu. You know, if, if you're not afraid of falling, you know, then, then that whole fear of, of the stand-up game is there. You know, you can pull a guard, be a guard player, no problem, but you don't have that fear, you know. Once you realize you're not made of glass, uh, then the whole world opens up to you, you know. And second, if you, you know, if you're not enjoying something, why would you do it? Mm. You know, find a team and a coach and all that you like and you can work with. You know, like there's different styles people use. You know, I like to just have a nice, relaxed, everyone have a good time kind of thing if it's competition season coming up yeah we work harder and stuff but geez, you have to have fun like you know mm-hmm. yeah you know see one sort of misconception i hear people saying they're like oh man like people get injured the most when they're like wrestling with each other from like, like stand up and stuff like well technically yeah but mainly because the person who's getting injured doesn't really break fall properly exactly like, sort of it's one not thing control that hits you, hurts you it's the landing <laughs> Mm. you know so if you're able to break that fall a bit better it's good look you're going to get rotations when you're moving and your your knees are going to pivot and get caught in place or or snagged and that's going to happen any sport look at football soccer rugby you know acls are simple you know they're, they're across the board you know mm. sure man you're good you could get injured doing fucking anything like so many people are like oh i won't do jiu-jitsu i'll get injured like 
Motherfucker, you can get injured playing soccer or tennis. Like, yeah, what the walk, fuck? Walk down the road and slip up on a curb. Exactly. You know, Man. there's your ankle gone. But at least if you're doing judo or jiu-jitsu, you'll know how to break fall and the rest of your body should be fine. So. Yeah, exactly. There's layer, There's no real downside besides nah, it's getting... all layers. There's layers to everything. <laughs> Man, it's like an onion. There's layers to it, which is also <laughs> like an ogre, which is also like the Shrek movie. Yes, and there's I like no, cake. There's a whole other tangent. Yeah, cake has layers. <laughs> I don't care what everyone likes. Ogres are not like cakes. <laughs> oh, oh well, I tell you something. I tell you something funny one time. See, yeah. I was staying at my cousin's house around about the time the Emerald Jiu Jitsu Cup was kicking off, and um. We decided to watch the Shrek movie, the first Shrek movie in uh, Polish. Oh. Uh, he'd watch it with the subtitles. I'd have my back to the fucking screen. But since I've seen the movie so many times, I sort of knew it line for line. And depending like the music I'd hear or like just like the sort of noise I'd hear on, off the screen, I could guess what they're saying. And I was right about 80% of the time. Man, that's scary. What <laughs> <laughs> dude, I've seen the, sh- the first Shrek movie so many times. I still have my that's, that's own like copy of it in VHS. Man. Oh, dude. Have you seen the director's cut with extra dinosaurs? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> oh, man, I'll have to try to find the link to that one. Mm. You know they had a dinosaur supervisor on that uh, movie. It listed in the credits. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Imagine that being on your CV. Dinosaur supervisor. Yeah, yeah, you'd sound pretty badass, wouldn't you? <laughs> that's almost as uh weird as um this one chick was like uh the guy who played ronald mcdonald for like all the corporate gig at mcdonald's see um he had a secretary and imagine that being on your re- resume ronald mcdonald's secretary they think you were some sort of fucking lunatic <laughs> hey whatever makes bread man <laughs> <laughs> i doubt they sell any bread at mcdonald's <laughs> oh jesus i don't know i don't know <laughs> Let's not get into that. Uh, just um, say one thing I'm always curious about, like uh, for people who are, uh, may, or instructors like yourself, what's your favorite sort of um, person to teach? Do you prefer teaching beginners, intermediate people, or more advanced people? What's your sort of uh, preference? Um, you know, I, I like um, bringing someone on that journey from the very start right through to the advanced. Mm. You know, like you, you put three three sections there. I see it's a continuum, you know. I like being able to get someone, start them, mold them, bring them through that intermediate phase. Because that intermediate, that that blue into purple is where they're they're beginning to roll and they're beginning to, you know, get see all the transitions and put the techniques together and make their own variations of them that suit their body. And just seeing them progress and uh, their jujitsu brain kicks in. You know, you could have a a curriculum of. 50,000 moves but uh, if they can't get them to work and then they're able to get them to actually connect to each other um, and then they're able to say yeah no I'm, I'm beginning to understand this uh, that's that's kind of what, what I, I love to see the glimmer in their eye when they go oh that technique actually works if I do it this way <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know that one where you've seen uh, the professor teach technique and you're like oh that, that'll never work and then I would know where they just pop, landed on you like that, and you're like, shit, that stuff really does work. And then when you make it work for you, it's brilliant. So I love just seeing someone coming in from from scratch and progressing up to, to that level. Mm-hmm. At that point, you you know, you're you're you've got them well on their journey. Then it's up to them to keep evolving. At that point, mm-hmm. I get you. See, um, 
What's your sort of a favorite competition? Uh, like, what's you have a favorite match, whether it be from your judo or your jiu-jitsu comp- competitions? Yeah, jeez, uh, man. Uh, favorite match. Uh, been active since 1999, so I have a few memorable kind of tournaments. If that helps you. Mm. So, um, uh, one of my my favorite um, when I was kind of starting off in the judo was it was an intervarsity. So, uh, so when I started off 2000 lower Q, um, I remember fighting in the final of that one. Uh, so anyone who doesn't know a lower Q is uh, the white and yellow belts. And I remember going to the final against this guy from Queen's University. And my God, he was a brick shithouse. He was about 120 <laughs> kilos. He's us. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a small guy myself at that stage. I was 90 kilos. Anyone who knows me now knows I'm a 70 kilo, <laughs> uh, five foot six guy. So I was a big dude then. Uh, I remember just going bull hard and even kind of throwing me around. I remember just back then, we were, it was the good days where you could do a big double leg. Uh. A big double leg pick up my shoulder, swinging those hips and driving down, straight down. Uh, just the, the place going mad. Absolutely <laughs> love that one. Uh, because I was definitely the underdog. I usually am, in fairness. Uh, but another kind of judo one would have been um, back in well, uh, 2018, I had a full um, uh, tricep um, rupture. So I tore my whole tricep off my elbow. Fuck. The All-Ireland Judo final. And, uh, you know, happened uh had surgery repaired it and got back on the horse and went again but that tournament the exact year later uh i fought in the that final again and came back won that one uh with a big uranag uh so that's it's similar to a suplex okay and other than that my favorite tournament of all time uh the judo world would have been um judo the british judo championships uh it was one i didn't meddle in Lost in the, the bronze playoff, but I remember um, fighting in one particular match. It was for the it was for to get into the bronze medal. Um, mm. Trying to try to throw a guy, couldn't get. He jumped on my back and wrapped the, the, the lapel around my mouth and trying to do a try a um, bow and arrow choke. And I was like, no, not giving up to this guy. Uh, he was he was trash talking as he's going on the match, you know. And, uh, sure, I wouldn't give up. I actually broke my tooth. He was pulling that hard, that hard on it. I just remember shrugging him off, blood coming out of my mouth, jumping up the top of him, and just um, from mount doing a jujigatami, so that straight armbar, and just hearing him going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that is probably my favorite match. <laughs> oh, dude, that's, that's only glorious. Oh, it was. It, you had um, a lot of Scottish guys going, yeah, cheering you on, you know. And, and now he broke his fucking arm now. Ah, Jesus, yeah, yeah. No, they, they were they were great, and the Spanish lads loved it as well. To be fair, but uh, <laughs> uh, jiu-jitsu ones, Jesus. All right, uh, 2014 first purple belts, absolute. It was a grapple palooza. Do you remember grapple palooza? No, I wasn't around back then. I've heard about it. That's but... <laughs> uh, a fair time ago. No, I just remember fighting in that, um, and it was a uh, the absolute. Um, I was by far the smallest. I actually look at the. The picture every now and again, I'm about a foot and a half shorter than everyone. But I remember doing a big, oh gosh, that's a big hip throw and just landing straight into a bow and arrow from that, taking that oh. win. And yeah, it was quite the bang, actually, in fairness. And in last year, I suppose, Grapple Kings 4, I know I lost against uh, Neil Atkins, real cool dude now. 
But uh, when we're going into it, I had elbow bursitis. And so basically my elbow wasn't able to straighten or bend and there was a fluid in it. So one arm and full of antibiotics in kind of a 10 minutes sub only match and just refusing to give up. <laughs> you know, so little, little things like that. So yeah, there's a couple of couple of cool memories, I suppose. Hmm. Do you have a preferred rule set for jiu-jitsu competitions? Do you prefer like IBJF or like we mentioned just there, uh, Grapple King sort of uh, thing, like super fights? Like what's your sort of preferred rule set? I, I like I like the, the super fights, uh, the Grapple King style. Um, so that's Polaris rules. Mm. Uh, I like that now. But uh, look, I, I absolutely love uh, the gi as well. Um, uh, well, I'd love to see with the gi though, because maybe I'm slightly biased with my judo background and all, but I think um, the IBGF with just two points for a takedown, I kind of think that's it's not necessarily worth the effort. Even Travis Stevens said that. Before. Uh, so, so it's not uh, worth putting in the effort just to get two points. Yeah, yeah. If if they done something different, like you got the takedown, you have two points. But if you got the takedown with a throw and you were past the guard, you got three points or something. It could be fantastic. Mm. Yeah, it might might make people practice their that part of the game a bit more. But people are just playing to the rule set, you know. But I really do like the Polaris rule set. Mm. You just like he looks, don't you? Yeah, I'm, for a guy whose knees are actually in bits and one of them looks like a dog's leg. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I enjoy them. <laughs> I, enjoy I was not expecting you to say that. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, myself and Chris Bow from Gracie Baha were uh, really good friends in college, and they used to call me Doggy Leg. You know, so. <laughs> the, I was his judo coach at stage. <laughs> was he still calling you Dog Leg then? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Look, with myself and Chris get on right well, you know. So ah, that's cool, dude. Oh, that's it. Um. Do you have any advice for people when they are sort of, uh, when they should start competing? Like, uh, you know, do you have like a um, set amount of time and then you'd recommend them to start competing or is it just uh, a case by case thing? I think it's uh, it's case, to, case by case. I'd like everyone to try to compete at least one tournament. Uh, it doesn't have to be a white belt or blue belt. It's whenever they feel they're ready, you know, but I think everyone should compete at some stage. And they're like, just to feel what it's like to be out there with you know, with the anxieties and the pressures they feel on themselves, and what it's like to get be in a, a high pressure scenario, you know. Um, if someone says after three months, oh, "Geez, I'd love to enter a competition," it's like, okay, right, no problem. But let's enter one at a relevant level, you know. Mm. Uh, unless you've got a a, ba- a background, there's no point in entering a big tournament. Yeah. You know, it, so it's one. not it's not a good idea to start them off at the Irish Open then. Oh, the Irish Open get in and have a crack. You know, oh, sorry, how about the Europeans just throw Europeans, them to the wolves straight away? Yeah. <laughs> it might be a tough one if you're, you're you know, <laughs> to go and crack in if you, if you don't have any background. But hey, if you want to if you want to spend that money and get that fancy T-shirt, go for it. I <laughs> <laughs> do. Funnily enough, um, two years ago today was actually my second ever competition. It was oh, the, okay. the Irish Open. Funny, yeah. funny that. Yeah, Irish Open, great tournament. Absolutely mm. loved it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, God, this year we'll get one. Like, oh fucking hell! I hope we get. I hope we get the Grand Slam in October. That would oh. be awesome. I would oh, kill be great. To do one of those. If we can pull it off, it'd be great to have it here. Like, mm, that'd be the best, man. I I would love that to shit. But oh, yeah. um, do you have a, do you have any uh, sort of um, advice for people to come back from a loss? Because you know how it is. Uh, 
especially after your first, uh, more people, more often than not, people don't win their first ever fight. They probably get uh, manhandled more yeah. often than not. But like, uh, what's your sort of advice for people to come back for a loss? Because it's really easy to get discouraged. Ah, yeah, look, it, it depends on how you look at it, you know. Um, like, what were you expecting going into the match? Were you expecting to go and win the whole thing? Or were you expecting to just get on the mat and have your first match? Uh, you know, my my kind of thing is, look, I'm MA in sports psychology, and one of my kind of things is look at performance. You know, um, if you if you had a loss, you know, it, it, what's it going to do? Is it going to it's going to make you feel crap for a day or two? Yeah, maybe. But are you going to go back training the next day? Yeah. And then you'll take in something from that. You know, maybe you might get a you might find a weakness in your game. You'll be able to add to it. And it's like building those those uh, blocks. Like you'll get more from one jujitsu tournament uh, than you will in four or five months of training. Mm. Uh, what I found out when when I made the, the transition, primarily from judo to jujitsu, was um, I was getting caught in triangles because we don't necessarily use the the regular triangle in judo so much. And I was like, oh, you know, Jesus, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. And I was like, no, oh, why don't I just take that and go? Why don't I learn how to do more triangles and by learning how to do triangles I learn how to defend them more you know um, it's all how you attribute a loss you know sure what what does a loss prove that you you know you got caught everyone gets caught you know best way to get over that is if you feel like it go book the next tournament get in there you know it's it's not going to make you less of a person for losing a match mm. yeah, so. uh, it's a good way to look at it because lots of people are nervous they're like uh Oh, what will people think if I lose? Like, man, no mm. one gives a shit if you lose at all. Not even a yeah. little bit. Look, there's um, my part of my master's sports psych was I done a, a thesis on what are combat sports uh, athletes afraid of, and four things came up, and one of them was a uh, fear of the unknown. So if you're not used to a scenario, like in your um, you're saying their very first tournament, and um, next thing was uh, a fear of the injury. You know, it's you know, anyone can get injured. No one, no one likes getting injured. Uh, next thing was uh, fear of the unknown. You know, or sorry, I said fear of the unknown. Fear of winning or losing. You know, because if you win, maybe people will expect more of you, or you go up uh, to another level. Uh, fear of losing. It's like, yeah, pff, no one likes losing. Like, and then the last thing was uh, fear of being evaluated by other people. Uh, fear of uh, what other people will think of you if you lose a match. You know, or they, they might think, oh, you're training for months and Jesus, you lost that one. So what? <laughs> you know, you go and do another one. Mm. You know, you get back up, dust yourself off and go again. Same as I said, the first thing we do in my class is learn how to fall. You know, get back up, go again. Mm. I know that's a pretty great way to look at it. Because like, uh, you know, it's just a fact of life that, you know, you have to get, you have to fucking get up after you fall down. That's just a general rule, not just for jiu-jitsu yeah. or anything. Exactly. Look, it's a, it's a choice to stay down. You know, I'd much rather make the choice to get back up and go again. Mm. Uh, that was pretty good. See, um, do you have a favorite submission? Ah, yeah. Look, um, I love uh, Juju Katami, that's straight armbar or head and arm triangle. Love it. Ooh. I absolutely love it. You know, um, I just love being able to control, use the control on a person. So I'm all about position before submission. So if I can get in the position, 
and then you can lock it lock it in. And there's always so much a person can do, you know. Mm, just I just get a matter you. of time. Figure that head and arm triangle like it's <laughs> when you're running out of air and you know your head is getting very warm and you're you're getting fuzzy and that metallic taste in your mouth. It's, it's time. <laughs> Man, I fucking hate getting arm triangles so goddamn much. I especially hate when they're doing it, you're you're like outlasting it, then they swap it to Darce just to fuck you for the last few seconds, yeah, like yeah. you bastard. <laughs> That's just the fun stuff though, you know. Your jujitsu mind is thinking now, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's that's always fun. Um and um what was um your first ever seminar, whether it be like a judo seminar or jujitsu one? Yeah, uh my first ever seminar would have been bu- 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 I was actually at a Crab Maga club down in Waterford. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Um, they they heard about me because I was quite good at slamming lads on the ground and stuff, and they wanted to learn about um, how they could transition that into the groundwork, you know. So at that time, I was doing, doing a bit of MMA, so I was like, yeah, I'll come down and I'll do a bit, Richie. And it was just great crack. Absolutely mm. great crack. Uh, showing different... different um, ways of moving and that you know how to evade evade a shot and just do a a takedown out of nowhere you know and they were using a lot of just pure wrestling type takedowns so shooting for uh double legs they weren't really using single legs and they were going for body shots and i was saying sure instead use the same movement as a body shot you know hook to the to the ribs or whatever just put around their body and ta-da there's a hip throw Mm. in perfect position and remember that and i've been down there a couple of times now. Uh, great fun. Loved it. Mm. See, fifteen, like. Mm. I sort of meant uh, one you attended, not one uh, you oh, taught. Oh, well, I didn't. <laughs> well, that, that was still a great, great story, though. Uh, oh no! Oh man, I've got so many stories. Uh, best seminar was uh, every year we go over to Lisbon. Uh, January when the Euros are on, we have our our world camps over there, and um, there's a guy, Professor Chacao. Um, uh, absolute legend like and uh one of his seminars i just love listening to his talking you know um but he he was he's absolutely awesome awesome gentleman and just the wisdom that comes out of him you know he he said one thing that really stuck to me was um you go to a tournament you win a medal it's it's nice it's pretty yeah 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 you show that off later on a week later you'll take it off your mantelpiece you'll put it in the box and you may never look at it again but the, the real reward for competing was that you were able to compete. And that kind of thought always stuck with me. And like I was at a, a Chow Terra, uh, Mikey, Mikey Musumeshi one there earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And, and there it was the, the talking parts I enjoyed the most. And it was a really good seminar down in Wexford, um, down in Silverback actually. And it was just to talk about you know, a balance in life as well you know jiu-jitsu is brilliant it's a lifestyle and all that but sometimes you have to let yourself eat the sweets and you know don't consume too much of it or you'll get sick of the taste and stuff and yeah brilliant but uh professor jacow probably the best seminar i've been to other than that rory mccann puts on a great seminar oh uh, your man from yeah. 10 planet carlo yeah yeah puts on a great seminar oh yeah i met him uh, once he was a cool dude oh no he, he's deadly crack Deadly crack. I fought his brother in a, a super fight before. Uh, Mikey. Uh, yeah, he, he's a cool man. He's a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> I might have him on sometime. That'd be a good idea. Oh, yeah. Do, do. 
absolutely. What's it? Um, have you ever like uh, learned anything from a seminar and you've just in- integrated it into your game so well? It's just like integral. It's just like a mainstay. Oh yeah, and um, like uh, some of the stuff from Rory, I- I'd use it quite a bit, um, particularly the control from the back. Uh, I had I was at one of Chris Bowes seminars and he went into great detail on the, the stack pass. Absolutely brilliant. Integrate that quite a lot into my my game and stuff as well. Um, yeah, look, there's been some. Daryl Connell uh, was at one of his, and it's great down in Gamboo, down in Waterford. And he was doing the north-south choke. Uh, you know, I'd add anything like that into my game. You know, if you can take one thing from a seminar, you know, it's it's worth the price of admission. Like, you know, if, if you go to a seminar and you're getting 15, 16 different techniques, and if you can't remember them, you could take all the notes in the world, but if you go to a seminar and you take one or two solid pieces of, of technique from that, it's, it's money well spent. Mm. It's more like a quality as opposed to quantity. Even if it's all oh, great, yeah. if you just pick out the really good ones, that's like... Oh, yeah. Handy oh, yeah. Look, you can you can look like John Wick if you want with all flying stuff, and, and that's great. But uh, practical tips, that's that's what you really want, like. Hmm. People, people forget that John Wick's a white belt. Keanu Reeves a white belt. <laughs> Remember yeah, that. Al, at the end Al of the Bundy's day. a black belt. <laughs> yeah. So Al Bundy would whoop John Wick's ass. So let's oh, just remember that. Absolutely. At the end of the day. He, I don't care. That he, I don't care that he's the one. I don't care that he's the one from the Matrix. He can feck off. Oh yeah, Al Bundy's the man. When you get a bit older, to my age, you know, you start appreciating Al Bundy. You know. You just like him in the in the shoe store role, no doubt. Like. Uh, oh yeah. You just want to lock people's feet when they ha- put, try on a shoe. Like, motherfucker, I'll toe hold you if you don't buy this pair right now. I'd say he's thinking about it. <laughs> for sure, man. No doubt about it. So yeah, do you have uh, any advice for people coming back from an injury? Like, what's like, say when your guy gets injured and he's he's just come back. Like, what sort of how do you sort of deal with it? Like, to make sure he doesn't get injured again. Oh yeah. Well, first of all, you have to make sure that they rehab the property. Like, uh, if they rush back in, they're only gonna get re-injured. You know, rehab right, then gradually come into your training. You know, like if you, if for example, I'll just look at myself, right? I'm just looking at a lovely big scar on my arm here, and how I had to rehab that. Like, you had to make sure everything's working right. You know, like if, if you're going in and you broke your bone, like you're not going to go straight into heavy rolling, you know, and, and sometimes telling people that they can't, you know, they can't do it, they might hate you for. Uh, a week or two but then they start to realize it's important so little steps and, and goal set you know set your goals like like um, I'm sure you've probably heard of smart goals so specific measurable achievable realistic and time framed you know mm. put a little plan in place and then make them smarter and put evaluate and review it you know little goals each time to see how you're progressing you know like um, while you might not be able to roll full tilt you might be able to practice tech practice technique, get a bit of drilling in, and while everyone else is rolling, you could be sitting there taking notes, be part of the class by taking the video clips, or you could be working on cardio or drilling drilling somewhere else, like you know, mm-hmm. so like it's important though that even though someone is injured, to still make them feel part of the team. You know? Mm-hmm. Because if someone's injured and they're left sitting there, just kind of looking at their injury and cursing it, people get resentful and start beating themselves up and they start to rush because they want to get back in 
So if you can adapt your training to facilitate the people who need it, you know, uh, arm around the shoulder or whatever every now and again, just to help them realize that it's going to take a little bit, but they get back. And this is from a guy who's got, I don't know how many injuries, <laughs> you know, so, you know, just take your time, make your plan, recover properly. And, and then you're, you're almost a hundred percent get back in. Mm. See, um, one thing I'm sort of curious about with like uh, each sort of uh, instructor, do you have any sort of requirements for someone to meet for their blue belt? Like what so, sort of for their blue belt? Like what sort of something you look for when you're considering uh, so if someone's ready or not for their next promotion? Okay. Um, yeah, I'd have a, a syllabus. Myself and Junior, he's the, the other coach down in um, PGTR down in Angori. Uh, we have a syllabus of stuff that we want the, the guys to know how to do. Okay. Um, once we've got all that covered and we're confident the person's able to do it, um, we we unofficially kind of watch them, and then we'll we'll have a few roles and we'll give them situations and we go in and out and see how they're managing that. We go um, see if they're their pressure, how they can deal with the pressure and that because that step from white to blue is is huge. Mm. And it's it's one of the most important ones, you know. And we like to see that that they're able to do what they're meant to be able to do. You know, uh, but not everyone's going to be, you know, a world beater or something. Sometimes people just work so hard and put so much effort into it that they also deserve it as well. Even if they've never competed in their life and beating's not for everyone. Mm. You know, you know when someone has earned it. You know, um, I don't believe in giving someone a, a belt or a grade. I, I think they earn it, you know. And as, a, as an instructor or as a coach, you just you just know when when they're ready. You know, and you try to give them a nice occasion for it. And sometimes you just like to tie them up and then just put a belt around them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they're, when they're not expecting it. Like, um, we did a surprise grading there just before Christmas. We have, On Monday mornings at 7 a.m., we have breakfast rolls. Mm. So, we call it. so before we go to work, um, there was two of the guys we knew were... Um, we were finding it hard to get down to train and just life situations and that, but they've been blue belts for a while and they train as much as they, they possibly can. So came down, there was about six of us there and I said in junior just went to town on them and one of our other lads, Nick, as well, who's an absolute, oh, he, he's a nightmare. He's one to, to have a role with, man. He, he's got all that young aggression and energy and technique and everything you'd love to be again. But uh, we, we went to town on these guys and when they were nearly in tears, we just threw purple belts on them. <laughs> you know, just just because you know that they've earned it. You know, and they put in that work and that hard slog. And, and no one can ever question that either, you know. Mm. I but, get you, man. See, what's the sort of um, best uh, resource you'd recommend for new people to help with their jiu-jitsu? Would it be like a YouTube channel or sort of uh, instructional? It's uh, I'd go with instructionals uh, more so, uh, but I'd say try learn learn from your coach or your professors. You know, um, they'll they'll teach things for you and stuff. Uh, YouTube is, is great. You know, it's a, it's a great resource. But uh, lots of people love the really flashy stuff. And you know, as a a guy said to me, it's like yeah, it works. Show me that it works. <laughs> That's you know, a good. It's a good point. You know, uh, it's like, oh, yeah, man, I was, I was watching Gary Toulon do this thing. And you're like, oh, yeah, cool, cool. Show me. You know, <laughs> show me that it works. You know, uh, 
like this could be a guy that uh, couldn't couldn't do a, a mounted triangle maybe or something like that. But uh, yeah, they just want to do the crazy shit straight away. Want to do the crazy stuff, and that's cool. You know, they'll be they'll be famous until they actually go against someone who knows jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get someone. But uh, yeah, instructionals are great. Lots of free ones were going there a few weeks ago. There's some great ones, absolutely great ones going. And uh, I got a Tom the Blast one myself. It was actually on half guard domination, I think. Everything was it like was a deep half domination. Deep half, yes. I got yes. I got that one as well when he was giving yeah, me the free it was one. A great one, it was a great one. I got the one from Wrestling Fanatics as well. Um, got yeah, because from... those codes worked on all the websites. I checked and I got some good shit. Oh no, there was some great stuff there. The great stuff. I got the um, even with my own judo background. I was like, yeah, I can still learn some. I want Travis Stevens and Jimmy Pedro. You know, so you can always learn. Instructionals are brilliant because they break the stuff down, give you the information, the in-depth details. Mm. And that, that's what you want to say. It's the small details, you know. Yeah, see, that's pretty good because you still have it have it there whenever you want to go back to it. It's not just oh, like, yeah. it's very easy to find. It's like trying to find a YouTube video that you've seen could be a bit annoying, but like just go on to BGG Fanatics and look in your, your account section and you'll find the thing you're yeah, doing exactly. anyway. Yeah, exactly. And you can keep going back to it. And what we kind of did with the team was um, we all downloaded, got different ones, and we made a, a Google file and mm. we shared between each other. Oh, man, that's pretty handy to make sure everyone so you get the get the most out of it, so everyone gets like different get, gets a different one, then put them all in. Yeah, that's it. Like you know, we're we're all in contact the whole time through. Uh, we call it cave fitness, so we give each other fitness challenges every day, and then there's the cave kids and. The, Oh, we call it cave techniques and all this kind of stuff, but we're all constantly in, in contact, shooting each other messages. And the most important one is the cave beers on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. There's a big Zoom chat with about 10 people drinking pints and <laughs> talking sweet, beautiful shite. You know, it's, it's great. Mm. See, I'm curious about all this cave talk. Do you have a man cave or a bat cave rented? That's what we call, that's what we call the, the gym, the cave. <laughs> yeah, it's better, it's better than the greenhouse. <laughs> uh, less environmentally friendly, no doubt. <laughs> uh, well, we we painted it. It looks nicer now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't argue with that. See, we got like uh, four questions off the Instagram. Oh yeah, I, the what? thing I posted. So what's it? Um, do you have tips for improving in competition by Owen dot or? Oh God, don't have to do what that is. But well, Owen. Um. Tips for improving uh, competition. Every, every time you compete, just take a little bit from it. If you've lo- if you've lost by a technique, learn that technique, even if you think you already know it, and then learn to counter it. You know, um, that that'd be my main improvement. Like you know, and focus on what you're good at, and then adapt the game to keep covering your weaknesses. You know, and then you become more rounded, and then you're more you're more prepared for competition. You know. Mm. Uh, do you have uh, any personal goals for judo and BGJ as of now? Oh, Jesus. Uh, By uh, Trevor Kent, 1983, in case you know him. Oh, yes, yes. I've, I've smelled him before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, personal goals. I, I want to still be able to compete. Man, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm nearly 40. I'm nearly Masters 3 now. But I want to still be able to compete as long as I'm going. But I'm leaning more towards coaching now because it's only so long you can keep going. I have to pick my tournaments you know, because you know, body like this is can only last for so long. But 
be able to pass on the knowledge I have and the experience I have to the other guys. That, that's what I want to do and continue to build the, the judo assist and jiu-jitsu assist and just show everyone is able to to gain something from judo or jiu-jitsu. Like, you know, it doesn't matter your age, your ability, where you're from, everyone can do something. So I suppose spread the good word, I suppose. That's mm. the... Spread the word of the gospel, praise be the oh, helio. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, now, we got two questions by N underscore Donnelly 98, your boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Um, Roll how, much, uh-huh, how much does he love guard pulling? Oh, guard pulling sucks. <laughs> <laughs> how much does it suck? Oh, it sucked in the yucks. Now, my seven Nick M. Um, We'd be we'd be rolling and you get into a full guy or something and we go and here we go <laughs> because it becomes <laughs> just the, the ultimate guard versus guard passer you know um, I suppose that the Brazilian for that is a passador so that would be myself and he'd be a, a guard puller so I'd often kind of say oh you like to just lie on your back do you you know and, <laughs> but uh, no I mean, look, it's really like you really do. Uh, the guys have a picture of me that was um, Master Leo was over so he'd be the head of the Portugal gold team mm. and he was doing a seminar and it was about X-Guard and he got this uh, this uh, lady, she's a professional MMA fighter and she got me me to go out and have a, a role or randori with her and he said, your mission is to pull guards I was like, what? <laughs> and the guys recorded it and they've never or a picture you just see in the background of just people in pure shock, their eyes are bulging, going, oh my God, Sean just pulled guard. So that is your answer, Nicholas Donnelly. <laughs> that was actually the second question. Talk about the time you pulled guard. Uh, leave out the times he's thrown me, though. <laughs> what? He said to leave out all the times he, you've thrown him. Ah, sure. That's that's just Friday evenings, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll, ha- I'll have to censor that part because he said oh, yeah. to leave it out. Ah, no, no, it's grand. Put it in there. He loves it like that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Guys, we've reached a portion of the podcast I like to call a round of specifics. It's just a bunch of random questions, some of which are about jiu-jitsu, some of which have nothing to do with jiu-jitsu. So, Sean, do you want to do Yo. a round of specifics? Bring it on. Hi. <laughs> That's it. Uh, what was your favorite TV show growing up? Oh, jeez. Um... Thundercats when I was a kid what? yeah Yu-Gi-Oh then when I was a uh, uh, first year in college and I Game of Thrones I suppose nowadays like oh dude days of life you know man I, lo- I used to love Game of Thrones until uh they fucked up the last season ah, sure it had to end somehow I suppose well here's the here's the here's the thing about that see um the reason they rushed it is because uh they wanted to finish that up so they have freedom to make a Star Wars show, which never saw the light of day. No. And no. They, so they ruined Game of Thrones for no reason. Plus, uh, they had all the, the budget offshoot. in the world. Yeah, they'll have the offshoots. It'll be okay. Oh, God. That, 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 that still annoys me to this day, like a year later. Ugh. Well, here's a question for you. Did you enjoy the, um, the battle against the undead in the last series? Uh, it, was, it was okay, I guess. Yeah, it's a bit, I, I, bit I, underwhelming, in my opinion. I, they could have well, finished that as a series finale and then done the next series. Yeah. Anyway, you're you're asking the question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a good point though. See, uh, what's it? Uh, do you remember your first video game console and what was uh, your favorite game on it? 
Oh, I'm going to show my age now, brother. Uh, oh. Atari 2600. Oh, with the wood grain finish? Yep, of course. I call that classique. Classique, yes. And my favourite game, oh, Galaxian. Oh, dude. Was that the one where you're like uh, a square shooting at another square? Pretty much, yeah. And little, oh, little that's a digits good one. going off the screen. <laughs> our centipede was pretty good as well. Oh man, I never played Centipede, but like, there's like I a million, ga- there's like a million Galaxian clones. Like, ah oh, yeah, you missed that one, Centipede. Mm. Next time, that's it. Um, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? Ooh, Jesus, Sci-Fi Channel shows up some great ones. Oh God, uh, <laughs> Shark the Post versus Mega Shark, I think was probably that's the worst a, I've seen this year. It was like Dino Shark versus Super Gator. They have a lot of niche shark movies. Yes, yes, there, there's a an amazing amount of these. In fact, there was one, I think it was like a Chimera Shark. Every time they blew its head off, six more heads came on it. And I was in a lagoon and I was kind of like, why don't you just walk away from the lagoon? But anyway, yeah, like, that seems, that's that's kind of stupid. It's not a Chimera Shark, it's a Hydra Shark. Like, they that's can't the even, one. Thank they can't you. even... Yes. Oh, I thought, I thought that was... <laughs> That's it. Um, there was actually a really funny way they sorted that in Greek mythology when you kept cutting off the Hydra's heads and, like, uh, it would keep growing more. He, like, cut it, cut it them all off and then, like, burned the end to cauterize the wound so no more would grow. That's a pretty Very good clever. solution. And, that, and that's also a medical procedure that you could teach. Jesus. Those Greeks were well ahead of themselves. <laughs> yeah, you can teach them to cut off a dragon's head and... Burn the, burn the wound. And cauterize it. Secure the wound. <laughs> Look into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, if you could ban one guard from competition, what would it be and why? One guard. Oh, God. Just because it's Nicholas, I'm going to say um, worm guard. <laughs> you don't like him in his way into uh, that? Oh no, he he likes doing that crack. I'm just I'm just raving on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is just call out Nicholas Day. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, do you have any nicknames or a fighting name, Renton? Well, that's where Team Caveman came from. Oh, the caveman. Yeah. Because man, you actually do look like a caveman, but cavemen don't live past thirty, so I was confused with the map of well, gray I'm hair. Well, I'm pretty lucky to live past thirty. To be fair, I can I can name off about what. Oh, 15 or 16 major injuries that could have ended the career but <laughs> keep on going brother <laughs> what's it um do you prefer to train in the morning or in the evening i would love to be able to train in the morning but uh it's just life gets in the way i go for a 5k jog every morning mm. um so that's the best i can do unless we get down to the breakfast rolls but evening and it's, that's more a case of necessity you know it's it's when people can get there uh, it's kind of it's not as much fun when you're training on your own. So, mm. I get you. Well, do you prefer cats or dogs? Oh, dogs. Dude, dogs oh, are better. In fact, it's not even yeah, a no, debate. I have a, a little Jack Russell. Uh, his name is Dewey. He's he's white. He's a long tail. No markings whatsoever. He looks like an Andrex puppy. And he's <laughs> going mad. I I used to go for runs down in um, Curraclough. That caveman running in the woods and. We do a, we do a 5k forward and God love him, he's only a little Jack Russell, so he'd like you run off him. So I used to put him in my backpack on the way back and he put his paws on my shoulder and he had his tongue out as I'd be running back and oh, geez, all the kids would be all laughing and all that. 
I've got the coolest dog in the world. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, do you speak any other languages? Uh, follow the Portuguese, por favor. Yeah. Uh, slight, slight bit of Portuguese. Not much. <laughs> uh, being Portugal gold team, you have to know a little bit. Yeah, I imagine so. You can't just have subtitles. No, but um, as I said, we have, we have Junior there. He's a Brazilian chap, so he's able to translate most of the stuff, so. Like imagine someone just goes on like a ten minute tirade and he just says, "What what he say to you?" Like, oh yeah, he he just called you a bollocks. That that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was one, one time this year, uh, Leo was getting an award. That's Professor Leo is getting a award. Actually, he could be Master Leo now. But um, and he was getting all this lovely stuff said about him in Portuguese, and and Junior was trying to say they said nice things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was getting an award as well, and yeah, you know, for for work with. Uh, people on the spectrum and that uh lovely plaque and, and junior kind of said he says sean is great yeah. <laughs> so like, right. uh, sean's good he has, he has a nice head of hair on him oh beautiful head of hair i, I use a lot of conditioner <laughs> <laughs> when people ask you about your strength and conditioning you say hair conditioning yep tail and mane i <laughs> <laughs> do i can't say i blame you do you have a favorite historical period like um, if you had a time machine where's the first place you'd go Oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, first option will be about six months into the future when this coronavirus shite is over. But if I just go back in time, Jesus. Ooh. I love the idea of ancient Rome, but of course I would be dead multiple times over through some kind of disease or in some arena or throwing some battle line. But sure. <laughs> would you not be happy to stuff. be in the arena? You could fuck people up with jujitsu and judo. <laughs> I could try. I could try and get a big arrow stuck in my back by the guy I tried to help or something, you know. Well, you could compete in ancient Greece in the Olympics and just like in like wrestling in the Olympics, just like, aha, you're fucked oh. now. Oh, I'm going to guillotine those naked fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, uh, do you have um, a favorite philosophical quote? Oh, philosophical quote. Jeez, I'm usually really good at, at quotes. I'm going to use a, a judo one, if that's mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, Kano, it's for Kano, I said one thing, uh, uh, it's not about being better than someone else, it's about being better than who you were yesterday. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, I'd lived a bit, but that's that, that was his sentiment. And as long as you can keep progressing, you know, you're you're on the right track, you know. So. Mm. No, I, I get you, man. That's it. Um... So I can't read my own fucking writing. Uh, what's your favorite song to roll to? Oh, uh, Go Go Power Rangers. Oh, dude, that is a phenomenal choice. Do you have any metal covers or do you just listen to the original? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Char- Charlie Power to Ringo does some good stuff. Mm. Go up on YouTube. Uh, I'd often have the Street Fighter 3 or Street, Street Fighter 2 or Street Fighter 4 soundtrack on or Oh my God, dude! You know, yeah, you have to come down to me sometime. We, we would would you never blare like uh, the Mortal Kombat disco th- song? Oh, Mortal Kombat! That's a classic. Oh man, they sort of have that playing and like I see what's it? Um, I got Mortal Kombat 11 and have one stage looks like just a gaming tournament and one they have like a remix of that playing in the background as like stage music. Oh, deadly man! That that kind of stuff is brilliant. I am, my latest Mortal Kombat I got is Mortal Kombat X11 and or X10 or XL, sorry, Jesus. The XL. Yeah, and it's just been able to have Jason versus Predator and stuff like that. And I, oh. 
Oh, dude, here's, here's uh, since since I'm a weirdo, like I I never play as like the horror guys in it. I play as the other DLC guy, Triborg. He's like a mixture of all the three cyber ninjas. That's my fucking jam. Oh, deadly, deadly. I, I just love playing the game. Man. Oh, dude, do you have a, do you have PS4, Enton? I'm a PS4 guy, yeah. Okay, we can. Get, so am I. We could get a game later if you're keen. Yeah, if I can get my kid's bedroom finished being painted, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, at least I can take solace in the fact that I can maybe kind of possibly beat you in Mortal Kombat. Oh, I'd say you would. Judo. Street Fighter Five is my current jam now, so. Uh, I, I never got into Street Fighter. I played Street oh, Fighter dude. Four, and I'm like, oh, God. It's just not my thing. I'm more into Tekken and Mortal Kombat style oh, of Tekken. fighting game. Awesome. It's tw- was it? It's, I think it's 10 euro on the PS4 store now, Tekken 7. Oh yeah, I have, I have Tekken 7 as well, but I yeah. prefer like the older ones, like Tekken 3. Oh, I love Tekken, Tekken 3. 3. business. Dude, I had a CRT TV. I, I, I plugged it in to that just for like the old school arcade effect yeah. and playing oh. Tekken Force and that was so fun. And the oh, best thing, whenever you'd pick up a, like a fucking health thing, it was just a roast chicken. It would just say, chicken. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That was the Tekken best. Tekken 3 was class as well. There. Uh, our Tekken Tag Tournament was a great game as well. Oh, dude. The la- uh, let's see. One... Tekken 5 was a bit underrated, in my opinion. Like I, I didn't that's... like it at first, but Tekken 5. But then when I played it again, I really... I, got, I could dig it. Yeah, was that the one where Hihachi was the, the end boss and he came out in like a, a nappy? <laughs> I think that was Tekken 4. Oh, all right, yeah. Some images just get burnt into your brain, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, dude, the, the fucking old school PS1 uh, FMV clips were burnt into my brain. Like you see, um, I can't even remember your man's fucking name now. Uh, you, you fucking Heihachi's son throws him off a cliff and you see him looking at the camera that he smiles and sinister music plays. That oh, is so Kazuya. unsettling. Yeah, Kazuya. It's just so unsettling. Like, duh, oh, yeah. duh, duh. It's creepy as shit. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Uh, so let's just say um, when you die, uh, you have to convince Saint Peter to let you into heaven. What do you say to him? I say, hey, look over there. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, trickery because once you get past the gates, they can't kick you out. That's the uh, yeah. that's the rule. That's it. Like you know, I think I've done lots of good stuff. He said, yeah, yeah. It's like what about all those people that you're broke? It's like, um, well, I got broke loads, and I forgive them, so you forgive me. Deal. Mm. It's 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 only white keys allowed in heaven though. Oh yeah, see, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the white key, you know. Uh, dude, I I hated the white keys when I was a white belt because I just don't like white and white. Same now, yeah. I'm blue belts. I don't like blue on blue. I'm like I fucking hate my blue keys. Uh no, the blue blue key is good. Blue and black are good because they don't show up the dirt. But uh, mm. no, I just uh, sometimes finding an old key with a bit of a blood stain on it is it's uplifting. Uh. You know, you one of the ones you you scrubbed a million times, and you you put all the vanish and everything onto it, but there's still just that kind of orangish mark on it. <laughs> yes. Oh man, there's this one older gent in my gym, and he got a he got a knee into the nose by accident, and he had a white key on, oh. and just blood gushed all over it, and you can still kind of see where the blood was because there was a shitload of blood. I'm like, fucking, you're a tiny man. How do you have so much blood in you? <laughs> That's like a badge of honor, you know. Once, once it's sterile, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Fuck it There's up. nothing I get more uh, in the dirt than rolling with someone with a dirty gee like this. Oh, dude, stinky gee guy. No one likes yeah. stinky gee guy. No one likes that. No, no. 
Never. Even no. even the loner geese we have in the gym are, are, are washed all the time. Like, you know. Man, you know it's the worst when someone you like comes in with a stinky gee and you gotta tell them. Like I put like a, a comforting hand in the shoulder, I'm like, man, your gee stinks. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to tell someone you care about that their gee stinks. Well that's what you've got the coaches for. <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. Dude, with great ability comes great accountability. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, you like that? Oh, I do. I do. You should patent that or I'll use it on you. <laughs> oh, no, because I stole it from someone else. All right. Grand they said it was in the, the it was in that Spider-Verse movie. Your man was misquoting <gasps> Spider-Man. He's yes, like, dude, I watched it yesterday and didn't cop it. Aha. You, it got past you there, didn't it? It did. It did. It did. <laughs> ah, sure. Be grand. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's this? What's this one? And I can't read my own fucking writing. I need to slow down because I came up with a bunch of new questions. Like, uh, write them down a million miles an hour. <laughs> What's it? Uh, fucking hell. Uh, is there a movie you like but everyone else hates or uh, vice versa? Oh, a movie I like that no one has likes. Like a guilty yeah, pleasure sort of thing. Guilty pleasure stuff. I love Miss Congeniality. I, I've never seen that, sadly. Oh, you have to. Sa- Sandra Bullock in her prime. Great movie. It's a, it's a, about a, a spy underground in um, like pageantry world. Fantastic. Mm. What's it? Uh, I got like a, f- a moral questionnaire. Would you rather cure cancer or solve world hunger? Oh, <laughs> oh. bad man. <laughs> the conundrum. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the cancer one. Uh, ah, yeah. fair enough, dude. Unfortunately, I've known a few people, so. No, yeah, dude. Go with that. I'll do it. Curing cancer isn't a bad thing, so... Oh, Jesus, not. I got no. So don't, don't be sorry about it. <laughs> it's just, just a would like you rather. For, for a guy that loves to inflict pain and suffering, I don't like actual cruelty or suffering. You know? Well, that being strangled is only temporary type of suffering. Ah, you yeah. Know, you can, so, that, you know. Some could say it's pleasurable, you know, but David uh, Carradine thought the same and see what happened to him. So. Oh, boy. Uh, what's it? Can you do any impressions of anyone? Uh, not really, Jesus. Um, none that I can get away with. I'm oh. pretty crap. My wife, uh, my wife's really good at impressions. She, she largely takes the piss out of me. She's much smarter than I am. Hmm. Um, so she's like, oh, hi, I'm sure I've got beautiful hair. Yes, <laughs> look at me. Oh, I'm so buff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I come out of the shower and I make my boobies dance. <laughs> So she takes the piss out of me. So I'm taking the piss out of her, taking the piss out of me. <laughs> ah, catch twenty two. It's uh, ah, it's yes. uh, it's like Inception. It's like a dream within a dream, an impression within an impression. Mm, we're getting deep here. Uh, dude. Uh, see, I can do like three impressions. I can do Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can do Gollum from Lord of the Rings, and I can oh. do Bernardo Faria. <laughs> Give me Gollum and Bernardo. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and sec. Bit of phlegm, I thought, so doing Gollum's a bit annoying. How about Bernardo? <clears throat> guys, huge honor for me. I got Shawnee David here. Hey, guys, this guy, he looks like a caveman, guys. Huge honor for me. That wasn't great. I'm going to use that as my ringtone now. <laughs> Huge honor for me. <laughs> oh, dude. It is a huge honor. It's a tremendous opportunity for the. Seriously. Yeah, you know. What's it? Uh, what's the number one thing on your bucket list? 
Ooh, number one thing on my bucket list. Uh, da, 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 da. Hmm. That's a tough one. So I don't plan on dying anytime soon. Ooh, I'll see to that that you do die soon. Ah, that's in Mortal Kombat later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've secretly hired I secretly hired Nicholas like four years ago to get to tr- get gain your trust and then kill you in the massive betrayal one day. Ah, he's working on it. He's working on the it. long game. <laughs> he, get, he gets a weekly wage, so he's taking his time. Oh, fecker. Um, Bucket list. I'd love to get back to train in Thailand again sometime. That, that's mm. what I, that's what I'd love to do. You know, um, when my son, before my son was born, we found out he was, his, well, we found out he was coming to us in Thailand uh, about eight years ago. And I was um, over teaching a bit of judo and doing a bit of Muay Thai. And that, I'd love to get back over there. And sure, if I was there, sure, if there's an old tournament going, love to have a go at that too. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, uh, what's this one? Do you believe in aliens? Oh, God, yeah. Jesus. Look you know, into it. I've seen Star Wars. It's definitely all going on up there. Dude, I've seen Star Trek, bruh. Oh, man, man, that... Oh, I well, I've like only just stuff. started watching The Next Generation, and it's pretty good, in my opinion. The Next Generation, I grew up with that stuff. It was great. Uh, more of a Star Wars, man. Mm, uh, same here, honestly, but the new movies aren't great, in my opinion. Wasn't a uh, fan. I just enjoy them. You know, take them for what they are, you know. But, man, when each fucking movie contradicts itself and they brought the emperor back for no reason at all they didn't build up to that i can't help but be a bit disgruntled i'm like what the hell sorry i was being i was being talked to by a child i'm not a child how dare you oh no, <laughs> no i'm just kidding what's that what's that dude oh sorry um see what was I saying? Man, I was just, I didn't like episode nine. They brought the Emperor back for no reason. They didn't build up ah, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's why I, I wasn't think happy. They made such a mis- such a mistake with the the see our episode eight. I think they yeah. were just trying to re- bring him back and bring him Palpatine back. He, he was he's cool, but they just kind of mixed it up a bit, you know? Yeah. Like they, they, that's what they get for changing directors and not having a plan overall. That's what they you yeah, know. The, it should have been the, the actual story written of the three movies. Yeah. You know, pull it together and then... You know, like an actual trilogy. Yeah, rather than going piece by piece. Yeah. Like, say what you want about the prequels. Like, uh, I like the prequels personally, but at least there was an actual story that overarched between the three of them and was yeah, actually told was at the end of the day. Yeah. It was like, a, like, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like, you weren't flabbergasted that Anakin became Darth Vader. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense to the story. That's, that's yeah. completely unwarranted. But well, they did know. some serious lightsaber battles in it. Dude, best fact. That made lightsaber battles entertaining because they couldn't hit... Like, back in the day, they couldn't hit the lightsabers off each other because they were made of glass and they'd shatter. Yeah. So they just had to wave in front of each other, like... All all I'm saying is um, Count Dooku, seriously underrated. Oh, dude, Christopher Lee. Like, he actually fucking suggested the curved hilt because that would make more sense for, like... Like, uh, the sort of... His hands and all that. Yeah, like, he made that suggestion because he's actually a fencer and, like, he, he's sword-fought a bunch of times in movies, so he knows his shit, so he's, he yes. made that suggestion. And he was Saruman. Great suggestion. Oh, uh, dude. Saruman, went to, Saruman was a bitch in the third Lord of the Rings movie. He didn't even appear except in a deleted scene, which was better, in my opinion, than what actually happened. Yeah, he was in the extended editions, yeah. Hmm. But in the books, he just went off and fucking became a mobster in the Shire. <laughs> I think. Well, 
It's all good. Sounds like um, Darth Maul there as well, but sure. With the mobster shit. Yep. Okay, uh, if you became president of Earth, what's the first thing you do? Uh, ban guard pulling. Okay, reasonable. I, not just president of uh, jiu-jitsu, president of Earth, mind you. <laughs> oh, oh, something important. Um, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, gee, um, you know what? Um, I'd, I'd encourage, this is kind of like a, a biased thing. I, I'd encourage a lot more emphasis on physical activity and stuff. Mm. Uh, that would be one thing I, I put on because the world has gone so bloody sedentary, man. Uh, people need to, to learn to get out and exercise use their bodies and realize how amazing they actually are and just ban talking people down, you know? Mm. I'll do it. can't say I blame you because, you know, getting up and exercising is actually, it actually fucking makes you feel better. Like, say, yeah. for down the dumps, if you exercise, actually feel better after it. Yeah, look, like, I kind of you feel a bit better. We're not, we're not built for sitting at desks, you know, and sitting on computers all day. Look at, look at your body. What's it designed for? It's designed for running, climbing, swimming, fighting, all those kind of things, you know. Like, we were made to fucking hunt saber-toothed tigers with sticks, so... Well, well, that's it, like, you know, and, you know, I kind of think similar with people with autism and they're, they have really high uh, sensory things so they can hear things and see everything. Like, back in the day, if you didn't have those kind of abilities, you were going to be eaten, like, <laughs> you know. So maybe the world's moved on a bit too fast, so maybe bring things back a step or two, you know. Yeah, I get you. Would you rather have a super strength or super speed? Ooh, super speed, but as a power, I would love regeneration. Ah, uh, so what? You could just train all day, not get injured. Yep, and not get tired. Be great. That's a, it's a perfect thing, man. If you yeah. could teleport anywhere in the world right now, where would you teleport? Like, say there wasn't the corona shit going on, where would you go? Um, probably to the kitchen because I haven't finished eating my dinner yet. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, don't worry. There's only a few questions left. <laughs> you're, you're good. Jesus, uh, um, where would I like to go? I'd probably, probably like to go over and see my mates in the States again. Mm. And yeah. sh- shoot some guns and eat some eat some chicken? Eat, eat some gator. Eat some gator, boy. Eat some gator. <laughs> Did they say gator or gator? Uh, gator. 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 Ah, dude, that's, <laughs> that's cool. Ah, dude, here's a bit of a weird question. Are you? Do you have a favorite serial killer? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a Jason Voorhees man. I mean, like a real one, like uh, the Zodiac oh, uh, Killer, for me personally. Dom, Dommer, Jeffrey Dahmer was very interesting. I completely fucked up. What, what was his shtick again? Uh, he, he, he used to like to have relations with dead people and stuff. As you do? As you do, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have any phobias? Ooh, phobias. Being buried alive or burnt alive. Oh, but other than that, I'm pretty good. You're not scared of spiders, Renton? No, no, spiders are grand. Uh, see. Misunderstood. Ah, see, I'll tell you something funny. See, I'm, I'm recording this in a basement where I have my uh, gym stuff, my bench press and all that shit. And uh, I was finishing up my set like last week and I was on my phone after I finished up and see there was a spider that crawled out from underneath the, the freezer down here and the oh. way the light cast it down on top, it made the spider look way bigger and I fucking oh. freaked out and threw a dumbbell at it. Dead. <laughs> well, no, it ran off. I oh, missed. Oh. But you know what? Um, if I'm doing something, maybe cleaning out the the shed or something, and I see out the corner of my eye a mouse move or something like that, that scares the shit out. Of me. <laughs> Are you gonna scream like a little girl? Oh, oh it's a mouse! 
but then, then I'll go predator on it and try to find it and hunt it down, you know. So <laughs> I will have my revenge in this life or the next. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I was, I was, uh, see, I seen a badger for the first time ever the other day. Fucking, oh, they're cool, the, man. The motion lights went off and I seen it and it was like hiding away, trying to relax before for the motion lights to go off. Then it shuried off. Uh, badger, badgers are awesome. Dude, have you ever seen honey badgers? They're fucking crazy. Oh, love them, love them. Yeah, they Dude, just, they're very hard to kill, honey badgers are. Yeah, they just crawl in underneath lines, whatever, and go at their, their nether regions, and no one wants to fight those guys, you know? They, mm. they don't do this yet. Oh, dude, it's fucked up. If you could have any movie car, what would you pick? Oh, the DeLorean. Oh, dude, I'm right there with you. I'm wearing a fucking Back to the Future shirt right now. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> deadly, deadly. No, the DeLorean would rock. No. Either that or Lightning McQueen. <laughs> I don't want a smart-ass car who's a bit cocky. Well, that's... I would see it by the end of Cars 3, he's learned what it's like oh. to be able to give back. And he's got injured. And I can see, one of the times I got injured, um, which one was it? Uh, oh, the elbow. When I, when I tore the tricep tendon off, I had to use Lightning McQueen getting injured and coming back to make sense to my kids. <laughs> uh, okay. And it worked. You're like, man, this anthropomorphic car really gets me. Yeah, he, he, he understood. Now, see, he understood one, thing, one thing I grant Cars 3, the teaser trailer was pretty good, where it's pure cinematic, and then oh, like yeah. uh, the panning shots, and you see Lightning McQueen just spinning around the air. I think that was a really good, really good yeah. teaser. And everything changed. Ooh. Ooh. Then suddenly the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Avatar. Yes, yes. Have you, uh, have you seen The Legend of Korra? No, I haven't. Oh my god, dude, get on that. See, the first season is pretty good. Second season's kind of shit, I'm not even going to lie. But third season is amazing. They have the greatest villain that the, the whole universe has ever produced, in my opinion. Oh, cool. It's Man, we should set so up our good. own nerd podcast, you know what I... <laughs> uh, dude, I might just have you on every other week. Sean <laughs> David returns. Sean David returns again, again, and again, and again, and again. The sequel to the sequel to the sequel of the prequel. <laughs> Uh, dude, uh, I'll send you my sort of methods for making podcasts if you're keen, and like, uh, you know, we can make it happen. Oh, jeez, yeah. Let's see what happens. <laughs> sure thing. We'll see how uh, how many million likes we get on this this uh, episode. <laughs> Two million likes, or Sean doesn't get a podcast. Oh. It's not in my hands anymore. Oh, it's in the hands of the gods. Uh, see, um, what's your sort of uh, weirdest quirk that you describe? Is there anything you do on the daily that it's, people describe as weird? Uh, besides besides strangling people for fun. Hmm. I love going around barefoot the whole time and taking my socks off and um hmm. I don't know. I don't consider things like that weird, but uh, other people would. Um I don't like wearing clothes all the time. I like just uh, going around a pair of shorts. So You're the type of person who doesn't wear a rash guard under their gi, I'm guessing. Oh no, I always do. It has to be superhero related. Okay. Already official team merchandise. Allow it. <laughs> but I do have I do have some cool Iron Maiden and Slasher type ones. So. Oh, Slayer. have you gotten um the Iron Maiden gi from Tatami? No, no, it's on my list now. Oh, yeah, I dude, I think they've uh, got a new batch of them in because they're posting about that recently. Cool. I did get a cool rash guard from them from Streets of Rage. <clears throat> oh, dude, their new retro line is fucking yep. awesome. Have you seen the uh, the Golden Axe one? Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted. Retro. 
Oh yeah, go, going with it. Or Altered Beast is good as well. So Altered Beast, oh my god. The start yeah, of that game is just that's... rise from your grave. It's just yeah. really good. I think they went with all Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis ones, so mm. very cool. Oh well. That's it. Um what was your least favourite subject in school? Probably French. Enchanté. Enchanté. I think um <laughs> there was one time I was studying for the Leaving Cert and I just couldn't focus on French at all. And the teacher just asked, what's what's the French for cheese? And obviously the answer is fromage. But she, I just got, mm, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, right, I, I'm not destined for, for languages. So this <laughs> one has. So. Okay. Yeah. Love, okay. Love history and geography, but French was not my thing. <laughs> mm, I get you, dude. I fucking sucked at French. I'm so yeah. glad I didn't have to do it for that long. Yeah, no, I like language. I like languages. Learning how to speak them for fun, but being able to write your passé composé now in French didn't exactly tickle my fancy. Yeah, I get you. Uh, what you say is your spirit animal? Ooh, ooh, I would say mm, polar bear <laughs> or a well, penguin. A penguin, dude. Penguins are the shit. They're awesome. Love penguins. Yeah. Yeah, polar bears or penguins, depends on my mood. You know what's weird? I heard that polar bear's fur isn't actually white, it's just transparent. It's, it's since... translucent, yeah, it reflects the, the snow and the light. Mm. Have you ever seen a grizzly bear? Uh, no, no. It's a, it's a hybrid between a grizzly and a polar bear. Ooh. A grizzly bear. Interesting, isn't it? Dude, I went down this rabbit hole of animal hybrids, like a, a Z-Dog. The liger and all, yeah. Yeah, the liger or the, the tie-in or the... the the zonkey or the zorse. <laughs> Deadly. Dude, how did how that stuff pop into your head? Like, uh, Prisley. I was like, dude, look at this shit. Like, no, I was watching Tiger King and they brought up ligers. I'm like, yes, fucking ligers. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. I, I missed a very important question, but I remember oh. it now because of um, Tiger King. <laughs> Do you think you could pull off a handlebar mustache? Oh, probably not. Um, you know what? My problem is, uh, it's hard to actually grow a moustache. My face is so perfect, it's hard to grow a moustache properly. So, <laughs> well, you don't want to improve on perfection? No, no. Um, I just go with my caveman beard. Uh, I wouldn't be able to pull off. Whatever, between the moustache and where the beard is very, very thin, so it just wouldn't grow. What about, like, uh, did you ever see, like, during the Civil War, they have, like, those moustache uh, beard combinations, but there's nothing on the chin? Mm. Ooh, ooh, I might be able to work that. Like it, like your man out of uh, Motorhead. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, who inspires you the most? Whether it just be their work ethic or their mentality? Ooh, um, it's hard to know. That's a, that's a, like a, my cliche. It's a tough one, but um, I, I'd actually say my dad. Your dad? Yeah, my dad. What, what's your dad do? My dad, he started a cleaning company and years and like 30, 40 years ago and just never stopped, built it up from the ground and it's flying there now. You know. Now, when we say cleaning, do we mean air quotes, uh, waste management, like a monster We, we mean like um, contract cleaning for uh, houses and all that. We, but, uh, we clean up messes for yes, a substantial yes, he's fee. He's actually cleaned my gym a few times from it. Oh, um, boy. I'm telling you. But uh, now he's, uh, he's he's ethic. I remember, geez, uh, it's a long time ago now. 
1995, I think. It was, uh, I was after losing the final of the, the Leinster boxing title, you know. Uh, and I kind of, oh, jeez, I'm a loser oh, and all that. And he said, uh, he said, you're not a loser if you just get up and go again, you know. And that kind of ethic is the exact same. Uh, you know, I learned that from him and I admire him that way. And all my family would be the same, like my uh, two brothers, TJ, he's a BJJ black belt and judo brown belt up, up training with Barry Oglesby and my other brother Stevens, an All-Ireland boxer and uh, Sister Kim was an All-Ireland uh, Irish dancer. And also we all just, whatever you do, himself, my mum always kind of inspired us to keep going and doing our best, you know, so yeah. Um, so I, I would actually say himself like mm, i get you so guys we've reached the last question are you prepared for the last question go go i said we're all excited see i would do a drum roll but uh i don't have a soundboard and i'm sick of slapping screwdrivers off the table <laughs> i'm no more drum rolls anymore so until right, i get sure. like better shit okay i get like a trumpet to like uh build it up I'll figure something out next time. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's the most important lesson you've learned in all your years of training of martial arts in general? Uh, like, a, like I was saying earlier, most important lesson. If you get a setback, just stand back up, dust yourself off and go again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the most important lesson. You know, everyone's going to lose. Everyone's going to get shitty days. Just remember, there's, all, there's always the next day. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you gotta have the sh- the shitty days to have the good days. Well, that's it. Even a you know a, sh- a shitty day, affect it. You've done something in that day. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. See, I actually have this weird saying. I I I came up with this. So if anyone says otherwise, they can fuck off. It's like I'd rather have <laughs> I'd rather have a bad day on the mats than a good day off them. That's just what I think. Oh, yeah. Look, a bad day on the mat is a day you're gonna learn something. Mm. See, one of my you could be rolling with, with a, a white belt guy or whatever, and white belts are awesome too. And they catch you, and you're like, going, Right, I learned not to fart around and mess and, and stuff, you know. Anyone can get caught, mm. you know, and that, that's the beautiful thing about judo and jiu jitsu, you know, anyone can get caught, and you know, and you take those days and you just go and you learn from them. You know, so every day you can learn something. See, I remember one day I was bitch moaning, complaining. I was going through a bit of a funk. Like I was having like a, a month long period where I was just having a shitty, shitty just training regimen. Like I was just like, I wasn't doing well at all. I was mo- moaning at uh, one of the older fellas in my gym. I call him Abuelo. He's like the wrestling coach. <laughs> all right. And like, uh, what's it? I was complaining to him. I was like, man, I'm doing so shit lately. And he's like, well, man, those are the days that matter the most because those are days you learn what doesn't work for you. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying there. You know, you learn what yeah. doesn't work. And you've learned that what it's like to have a bad day and that you can come back and have a good day. Hmm. Yeah, because, man, like nothing's really a mistake. It's only a mistake if you don't learn from it. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's it. And I'd say that to anyone who loses. Jesus. It's, all, it's only a match. Sure, you, you know, know what, but you know, remember what Bob Ross said: "There's no mistakes, there's happy accidents." Happy accident, that'll work. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, guys, if you want to reach Sean, it's uh, I'll have his Instagram is uh, Shawnee Judo Jits. I'll have it in uh, the description if you're keen. Uh, so, Sean, do you want to say anything before we bounce off? Yeah, just gonna thank you a lot for for having me on. 
absolute pleasure talking to you, man. And you know, do it again sometime if you ever want. We can talk as much crap as you like. <laughs> it'll it'll be all crap. The, all the PGT guys um, in in Ireland, in Spain, Portugal, England. You know, hang in there, guys. We'll we'll go get back and we'll see each other at the the camp. And the other thing to, to everyone else who's stuck at home and bored out of their brains and not being able to train, just hang in there. We'll all be back hopefully in August, you know, mm. all in this together. And sure, we'll all see each other at a tournament at some stage. OK, thanks for listening, guys. Huge honor for me.